Oh my god, I am going to cry. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna cry, man. What the hell? This is honestly just This is a this is Ankor trying to literally just put <laughs> this happens one more time. Hello switch over right now. Yes. If Thanks. this happens right now, if this happens again, I'm asking my father for the app, and we are recording on the other app. I'm done, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Dude, and I swear to God, if no one listens to this, <laughs> after everything we've been through, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. Let's try this one more time. <laughs> What is good, everybody? Welcome back into the last episode on Anchor and the last episode of the Clutch Sports Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Fierro. I'm here with my co-host and the co-CEO of Pegasus Media, Armando. What is up, guys? This has been a nightmare to record. (laughs) Here's the thing. We are going to be very transparent. We're going to literally tell you guys. We're not going to hide anything because we want each and every one of you guys to be a part of the ride from everything we do here at Pegasus. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. Recording this has been so hard. We started this at 7 o'clock. It is 8.34. Bro, it's been an hour and a half. (laughs) It's been an hour and a half, but we haven't even gotten anything. We haven't even gotten like or any kind of progress, really. Yeah, because each time, bro, we were at forty minutes into one recording, and it stopped, and we lost the audio, and we lost connection. This is literally so hard. <laughs> so, if you guys are actually listening to this, we truly appreciate it. We we and we're sorry. We are so sorry. <laughs> we. But we are excited because the future is bright for us. So let us get into the episode and hopefully nothing happens. Please. Uh, to start off, Frank Vogel and the Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to part ways at the end of the season. Now, I don't know if this was if this was a managed decision, but I feel like they're, I feel like they're leaning towards Frank Vogel being the problem and not owning up to the to these mistakes from the. Well, I'm gonna say this one thing. I've been a part of many bad teams, and I've been a part of many good teams. The, the responsibility that falls on playing on a bad team c- comes on you as a player. And it comes on you, especially if you're the best players. And who are the best players on those Lakers team right now? Russell Westbrook, Legault James, Anthony Davis. It is time for them to take accountability. Anthony Davis, dude, I want to mention this. Anthony Davis has been taking shots at fans that are saying this and he said like I don't know exactly what he said but he said something about like these are not small injuries and he was just playing the victim dude when you're a player like that man you don't make excuses 
You don't make you don't make excuses. It's the same thing with Westbrook, man. Westbrook has this is I'm gonna honestly say this. Westbrook has been the worst player in basketball, college and pros, this year. And this brings me to LeBron James, my goat, one of the men who anyone who knows me knows I am I'm a huge fan of him. It is time for this man to do some serious soul searching and take responsibility, bro. You're and, the, and like the stats are incredible, but stats aren't winning championships. I mean, like, these individual individual performances from like Westbrook recently, Anthony Davis. I don't think he's played at all this season. Apart from two or three games. Yeah. I think in total this big Bond, three have Harry, been together six teams. Six games. Yeah. Yeah, because the trio has been struggling so much with injuries. Yeah. And the miscommunication. Yeah. And the Lakers with Almost no chemistry. Yeah, the Lakers look out of sync. The Lakers look out of shape, and it's pathetic. How did this team win? The... It's crazy how we go from the championship Lakers in the 2020 bubble season to this. Here's the thing: we live. We're in Miami. We live in Miami. Anyone who uh, who disagrees with me in Los Angeles, um, yeah, now you know where I am. <laughs> We're Heat fans. Well, at least, yeah, we are Heat fans. And everyone criticized the Heat for being the bubble flukes. The Lakers were flukes, man. The Lakers were the flukes in the bubble. This season's proving it. Bro, this is this is bad. This is so bad. It's funny at this point. How those people... Might thing. actually be right. Here's the thing. They could have actually been right. And I defended LeBron James against every single one of them. I said, oh, you guys are just hating. They might not be hating. They might be true. So how would I how would you fix this? Like you keep saying, just a full on rebuild. Like they're already changing their front office. So. Exactly. This team is kind of, and when we say full rebuild, we mean full rebuild. LeBron included. Get rid of that big three. Get rid of the supporting cast. Get rid of everyone. Bring in fresh faces. LeBron to the Clippers is a move that I, I personally am very intrigued by, and I know you are too. And his thing, tell them, yeah, tell them why it makes sense. Because, like, in hindsight, if you think of... Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, he should have signed with the Clippers. I think we could both agree on that, right? Yeah. 
Now, why would it make sense for the Clippers to go out and get LeBron? I mean, it's LeBron. And yes. LeBron. <laughs> yeah. And LeBron does everything he can. And LeBron teamed up with Kawhi. And those supporting cast like Reggie Jackson. That is true, and here's the thing. You can trade someone like a Paul George, and then, like, that Clippers team is really... That Clippers team would be such a good team that it'd be crazy. It'd be a crazy... And it'd be really fun. It'd be fun for the fans. It'd be fun for the league. It'd be fun for, for both of us, for sure. Now, the Lakers aren't the only yeah, team having would, a problem yeah. this season. And it would make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it would also mean a, a potential ring for For a for team that, LeBron. let's be honest, probably isn't going to get anything without LeBron. <laughs> and, yeah, but on the other hand, and the impact the that would have... Also Yes, the Nets are struggling. Eastern Conference. Who would have? But as it's, yeah, who would have thought? As it stands right now, live action Brooklyn Nets versus Houston Rockets. The Nets are up sixty-four to forty-seven at halftime. Look at us with the current information. Indeed, we are very on top of our things. Kevin Durant's got 18 at the half. Kyrie, who we're going to criticize in a little bit, has 18. Oh, wait, no, those are minutes. Never mind. Oh, God, Kyrie has 22 points. KD only has six. Damn. Yeah, this team is... Okay, honestly, even with this performance against Houston, they're struggling. They're, they're, beating, the, they're beating the Rockets. They should probably beat the Rockets. What do you think the problem is in Brooklyn. I think part of the problem, like you said, Kyrie and the and all that antifax situation that ruined everything for the Nets. And Cardin leaving and and abandoning ship to go to Philly. Yeah. Who are also playing currently, and oh lord, are up sixteen against the sun against the Pacers, with a minute and fifty two remaining in the third, one hundred six to ninety. And James Harden over there, I think, is a better fit in Philly than he ever was in Brooklyn. 
Yeah, and I yeah, Brooklyn's got problems. It's it's chemistry. It's like this team isn't genuine. It's the same thing with the Lakers. Like they're not competing as a team. They're not competing as a unit. They don't feel connected. It's like you see Kyrie more focused about his like. I'm going to say this because I, I'm so done with Kyrie's BS now. He's more interested in starting a cult outside the, the court than he is about winning championships. Because Kyrie is so brainwashed. I've truly said this. I've told this to many people. Kyrie is the most self-centered, selfish basketball player of all time. He's, 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 a, he's a generational talent. He's a champion. I'm going to be honest. Before this whole thing with Brooklyn, he was a future Hall of Famer. I don't know if we can say that now. Yeah, and if it wasn't for New York changing their, their vaccination laws... The man wouldn't play. <laughs> yeah. Let's be, let's yeah, be honest. Be a completely different story for Brooklyn. We'd probably be talking about Brooklyn in the 15th seed. Because with no with no Ben Simmons, who's another drama queen, dude, KD is the best one of the best players in the world. He can't do it by himself. And Kyrie said he was going to stay with KD. Yeah. It was like I can't leave KD alone. <laughs> You've been doing it for the entire year. What the How hell do you mean? How would KD feel? Like, dude, I think if I'm KD, I'm disgusted with Kyrie. Because, look, this Rockets game is an example. We see Kyrie and KD, when they're on the same unit, these guys are balling right now. They're up 64-47. Like, this team could be really big. Yeah. If I'm KD, I would tell Kyrie, you can stay, but you have to get your shit together. Exactly. Actually try. Here's what I, I, here's try what I tell him. If I'm Ky- if I'm KD, here's what I go. I go to Kyrie and I'm like, Here, there's two ways this is gonna go. You either get your shit together, and we win, and I will stay, or you can be on this extraterrestrial type BS, and I will leave. I will demand a trade back to Golden State or somewhere. Because I'm I'm here to say this. KD should give it one more year. If Kyrie is still like this by next year's trade deadline, demand a trade. Demand a trade. It's that simple, dude. KD goes from winning championships to being in the finals every single year to missing the playoffs. He's battling for a play-in spot. It's, it's, Wow. It's disappointing. It really is. It's. I think the two most disappointing teams in NBA history have been this year's Nets and this year's Lakers. All right, let's go south of the pond to uh, Manchester, shall we? Manchester City put on... Oh, they're brave faces today. They sure did, bro. Manchester City won nil against Atletico. And it had all of us saying, wow. And it had Cholo Simeone being salty. 
Now, I think uh, I think Manchester City's win was mostly mostly luck. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, it's we it was very luck. Because I think that pass barely managed to. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne scored. He's just that type of guy. De Bruyne is the but man. I think that Bruyne, pass was watch bad. out for De Bruyne in the World Cup. Watch out for De Bruyne. And also, watch out for someone who I believe is a future Ballon d'Or winner. Phil Foden. <laughs> Foden is just... Today he played, what, like I think 30 minutes maybe? And like I... We, 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. You couldn't keep your eye off him. Like he was just... All over the place. He was really good. And I think this is a really good game. Now, what do you think about uh, Simeone's comments after the game? I know he was saucy, but it is completely true. It really is. I mean, yeah, Pep Guardiola. That, that Guardiola... Had all these guys like Messi, Iniesta, Busquets, as youngsters, all he had to do was just move them around, place them in their spots, and just watch the magic happen. I'm like, just... a great coach, but that's an easy job. Now, I'm divided here because... That's what most great coaches do. You look at, look at uh, Angelotti, what he had in Real Madrid, or what Zidane had in Madrid. Then you look at Mourinho. Mourinho, when did Mourinho struggle? <laughs> he had crazy talent in Real. He has really good talent right now in Roma. He has, he had great, he had really good talent in in uh, Tottenham, like. Yeah, I get it. He was lucky, but look, if you're if you're one of the best coaches, if you're that great of a coach, you're going to be coaching for teams that are going to be stacked. Like Klopp coaching in Liverpool who won today against Benfica. That that guy has like he's had some really good guys in Liverpool. So, I don't know. I'm divided by this. I mean, yeah, like a good coach stacked team like it can really go either way depending on how you want to view it but the man had an incredible career yeah and I mean like so has Simeone Simeone's he's had a pretty good team too Griezmann Diego Costa Costa, he had Costa he had Giroud he's had Suarez he's had um, a lot of good guys so I think it goes both ways. I, I don't know. The only reason and I think how about Simeone is this pissed is that he had to work harder than Guardiola. His team played terrible. His team and played he had terrible. Succeeded as much as Pep throughout his career. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this was a bad performance from Atletico. Bro, there was a point where I believe they had their entire 11 on the opposite side of the field, bro. Yeah, Atletico Madrid had five defenders. 
Exactly. I'm bringing in Manchester City. had five strikers. And, and what are the stats? That I'm pulling it up right that, now. That, All right, hear this. The possessions. 70% for Manchester City, 30% for Atletico Madrid. There was 15 shots on goal for Manchester City. Zero for Atletico. And they had... Bro, this is ridiculous, dude. Manchester City had two defenders. Because they were playing their two guys because they weren't an attack formation, dude. They had two center backs, basically. Because their left and right backs were essentially CDMs for most of the game. So, how are you a team? This team had five strikers. two, And you had five defenders. You, you should have won the game. There's no excuse. Or at least, How do you not shoot at goal, bro? How do you not get a shot up? Yeah, and for like the two or three attacks, exactly that that Atletico had, they were fast paced, and, and you can them outside. And here's the thing: the commentators, at least where I was watching it on Univision, they literally every time Ederson would come out, they'd say, "Take a picture." That's probably the last time you're gonna see him. From... <laughs> Bro, the man took a vacation. The man was probably just on his phone scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and 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 when I was watching the game, this was surprising to me. Manchester City had like a total of six hundred something completed passes, while Atletico Madrid had just above two hundred. Yeah, I mean. And here's the thing, Atletico Madrid, this team has to do better. They're lucky this was the first leg, but I don't know, man. How about the other English team that shocked the world? Not really shocked the world because it's Benfica, but man, Liverpool played great today. And that that one goal... Sadio Mane, bro. Trent from about halfway on that, his side up to the box, header down to Mane. What a! What is there to say about Sadio Mane? What is there to say, dude? He's arguably the best player Liverpool has, and that is a team that has Trent Alexander-Arnold, Alisson Berrettin, um, Salah, and this, Yeah, these guys, Van Dijk. They have Van Dyke for Christ's sake, and this this guy is the best player. It's 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 crazy, man. It's as good as Mane is. He is so he underrated. Is among the most underrated. He is so underrated, bro. It's crazy how there's people who don't even know who he is. Like most parents don't know who Mane is. <laughs> That was totally not a shot at our parents. <laughs> totally not. I'm not. I'm not doing anything here. 
but yeah, he is such an underrated player. As yeah. much as he changed the game. As I am now hearing that Embiid had a buzzer beater. Damn. I know. If it wasn't copyright, I'd totally play the audio right now. <laughs> but I don't want to get taken down for reasons. We, we, we want this podcast to succeed. No. If it even goes now, on the air. <laughs> speaking of both English teams winning, when do they I... Papi Munanos, it's this Sunday. <laughs> this Sunday, 11. <laughs> and this... both teams will be competing for that number one spot. Exactly. This Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, USA Network or Peacock. Now, now Manchester City has 73 points and Liverpool having 72. Now, Manchester City has won three of their last five, tied one and lost one, but has won all five games. Yeah. Here's the thing. Liverpool has Will Smith slapped all their opponents. They have thought of their opponents as Chris Rock and they have swung for the fences. As you guys can clearly see now, this is not just a sports show. We will criticize Will Smith. <laughs> we will get into that in another episode. But man, that game is going to be really, really interesting. I'm excited. I hope I get to watch it if I'm not asleep. The teenage yeah. lifestyle will be real. The struggle be real. Damn. Manchester City, I mean, seventh. Damn. Oh, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and West. Okay, that is embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. If That's you're a Manchester right. United fan, you have to be embarrassed. Bro, you're you're behind Arsenal, dude. You're behind Arsenal, dog. You can't be behind Arsenal and expect to be good. Manchester United is the Chris Rock of the Premier League. Everyone is slapping the poor dude. Everyone. It's like, oh my god, hey, boom. Keep my team out of your mouth. <laughs> like and one last thing I want to say about this Manchester City um team. How about their fans, bro? Their fans were so quiet today. They're quiet. They were so quiet. I was wondering where they were playing at one point. That's video. That's thing was as intense as I've heard. Yeah. And you know what else is going to be intense? Qatar 2022. Qatar 2022. Man. Qatar 2022. We are months, mere months away from the greatest spectacle in all of sports and probably all of humanity. The World Cup is back. 
you can just yeah, feel that man. something different, something good is going to happen. Exactly, like this, the vibe, the everything, the the kids are going to be electric, the, the ball, the the sticker album when it comes out, that's going to be beautiful. Being able to go to like your local pub or local restaurant or wherever you trade your chromos and really going out there and doing that again. Man, I miss that. And like, Qatar is shaping up to be one of the best World Cup. It's looking like it's going to be one of the best World Cups in recent history. Because it could be the last World Cup of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I have heard exactly like history. Both make it out of the group stage. They could potentially face off in the finals. Who wouldn't want that? Who would, I, I here's the thing. I'm pleading to the FIFA. If you have to rig it to happen, do it. Make it happen. Do whatever it takes. We need that one it's last the first time. time. And I think both Messi and that would that would be the crazy. The first I think both players would want it too. Settle the goat debate. Both players want it with their soul to hold that trophy. Exactly. And we got the group. We know who's going to be in the groups, each group. So let's get into it. Who do you have in four through one in group A? Group A is Qatar, Senegal, Netherlands, Ecuador. As much as Qatar being the home team, they could not making it out of that group stage. So I have Qatar at four, the Senegal in three, because uh, let's be honest, Mane cannot do everything on his own. He's really the only actually good player they have. Ecuador looking underrated, but playing efficiently in number two, and the Netherlands in number one. All right, here's my four through one. Qatar is at four. Ecuador at three. I say it. No, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, w- I was trying to really think of a, of a scenario that Senegal makes it through, but there is no there is no way. Senegal's third, Ecuador is second, Netherlands is first, undefeated in that group. That is going to be very, very interesting. Son of a... What is your key game in Group A? My key game... For me, that would be Netherlands and Senegal. Because I think Senegal is a dangerous team. And I think if they could somehow pull up an upset against the Netherlands, they could be fighting for that number two spot. What is your X factor for, for, for that group? Well, I've heard you say it many times. 
how do you play against a team you've never seen? Exactly. Or, quite frankly, is that team being played at all? Yeah, like at once in 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 the Copa America, and I better remember that. Exactly. It's so, good. Yeah, itself uh, the next one. Yeah. All right. Group B. England, Iran, United States, Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine? How would you line up that group? I think Wales. Yeah, I think Wales is making it through. So, as good as the United States have been in CONCACAF, I do not think they have enough to pull through. So there will be a third Wales, the fighters that they are, I have them in second and England in first. Be careful, the FBI might come for you. <laughs> also, shout out Gareth Bale. Exactly, shout out my boy Gareth Bale, bro. That free kick was beautiful, a thing of beauty. Got it. Indeed. All right, Group B, for me, it will be Iran, fourth, the United States, third, England, second. Wales first. Gareth Bale is going to shock the world and he is going to get in. He's going to beat whoever it is, whether it's Ukraine or whether it's Scotland. He's going to beat them. He's going to beat the United States. He's going to beat England. He's going to beat Iran. Wales will qualify first of that group undefeated. Now, what are your thoughts on England? You know... I always do this. I always believe in England. I always think England is going to be something in each tournament. I did it in the Euros, and they broke my heart. They truly broke my heart. I wanted them to win in the finals, and they let me down. I'm not doing that again. I don't think, until I see England win something, I can't bet for them. That's why I have my must-see matchup as England-USA, and if the U.S. can win that game... It could be a Wales-US 1-2 and England could be out. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. Now, like, I view England as just the amount of power that they have, the players that they own. I don't think they have chemistry. It's just, like, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Reese James, Harry Kane, Sterling... Those guys just put. So, yeah, I don't think they have chemistry. It's just guys that go out there and play. Yeah, and it's like I I don't see it. Yeah. All right. Let us go to Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Who do you got? Yeah, Saudi Arabia in fourth. Mm-hmm. Poland in third. I know they have Robert Lewandowski and they fight, but I think Mexico and Argentina are both have that that will to push through. Yep. So, so I have Mexico in second and Argentina in first. Okay, let's count this. I have managed to piss off Brooklyn, 
I've managed to piss off Los Angeles. That's just in the United States. I want to go globally. Oye, Mexico. Hablemos, papi. Saudi Arabia, fourth. Mexico, third. Poland, second. Argentina, first. And Mexico's going to lose to Saudi Arabia. Mexico's going to lose to Saudi Arabia. What is your key game here in in Group C? It actually involves Mexico. It is Mexico-Poland because I think that's going to be the game that we that we all see how much frauds the Mexican national team are and how much better Robert Lewandowski is than everybody. I was thinking the same thing. Mexico and Poland, I know everyone wants to see Mexico-Argentina, but... Yeah, Poland is underrated, and Mexico is overhyped. Indeed, and well, I think they're about about the same level. So that's just going to be very interesting to see how that match ends. Indeed. Also, I'm totally not racist against Mexico. I just don't like their team. It's not nothing racist. It's not. Ra- I'm not a racist. Okay. <laughs> Before the before the comments, I and I get that you said that. <laughs> Not racist. <laughs> All right, moving on to Group D, we have France, Australia, UAE, Peru, Denmark, and Tunisia. First of all, where in the living God's green earth is Tunisia? If you're from Tunisia, please contact us. We, we have some questions. We would like to interview you. <laughs> All right. Who do you think is your four through one? All right. Tunisia fourth. Peru third. Denmark first and France second. Dang. Wow, all right. I know, we've seen it in the Euros. Yeah, Denmark's a dangerous team. Denmark is that dark horse. They are so dangerous. They could do anything if they tried. All right. For me, fourth is Tunisia. Third is Peru. Second is France. And first is Denmark. I agree fully with you. And there was a part of me that strongly considered putting um, Peru f- second and France third. But I can't do it because of Kylian Mbappé. Yeah, like, because I don't know. If Paul Pogba can return to being Pogba, then France has a chance. It could happen because we saw in the Euros that Everyone thought France was this big team, all these that they had. Yeah, and France really didn't do anything in the Euros. And, and we've seen the heart that Peru has had in the qualifiers. Like, Peru literally tied with Ecuador in a game that was a must-win for Ecuador. So, Peru and France, 
are going to battle it out. But believe it or not, that is not my must-see match. My must-see game is Denmark-Tunisia. Because that's going to be the game that shows shows us what Denmark truly is. Because we know they're going to play very well against France because they want to beat the top teams. But are they going to respect their opponents and are they going to play well? That's the question. That is uh, quite the must-see match. Everyone wants me to say Denmark and France, but I'm going to say Denmark against Peru. That's going to be a good game. Both teams that fight till the very last minute. Both teams that have amazing players, amazing chemistry. It's going to be wonderful. The group of death. Group E. It's Spain, Costa Rica, New Zealand, Germany, and Japan. So, I think Costa Rica. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, like this group is so tough. All of these teams have so much potential. Yeah. As much as I hate to start here, I think Costa Rica will end in fourth. Yeah. Japan in. Upset against Germany. Germany in second and Spain in first. I agree with you on the Costa Rica thing that they will be second. I mean, fourth. <laughs> Germany is going to be third. Japan's going to be second. Spain's going to be first. I don't see Germany that good. I don't see Germany as the powerhouse they were in 2014. And I think Japan is such a good team that they can shock the world on and off the field. Totally. I mean, these guys have the power. They have the speed. They have the power. Yeah, and and Japan is the bomb of that group. (laughs) Indeed, dude. They've got the nukes to beat Germany. (laughs) Because you know what they say. It's about drive. It's about power. They're going to stay hungry and they're going to devour Germany. Just like Russia is doing it to Ukraine. I hope no one just heard of that. My must-see match. This one's the easiest one we've done all episode. Germany, Espana. I don't think Germany is going to live up to the hype in that game. Especially, like, Germany is not the same team. Unless they call up every single guy that they should call up. Yeah. Actually, that's going to be a guy I think should. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting which Germany we see in Qatar. Mine must be game. 
is Spain, Japan. Oh, nice. And honestly, for the memes, I'm on, I'm also going to give you a bonus must-see games, Japan, Germany. <laughs> that game can rock the world. That game might be the bomb of the group. That might be the bomb of the World Cup. Okay, let's move on before we get canceled. Uh, yeah. They're going to send them all back to the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Please, let's please move on. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I think this is the most underrated group in the World Cup so far. Yep. Right here, I think I have Morocco in fourth. Canada third, Croatia second, and Belgium first. All right. I'm going to have Morocco fourth. I'm going to have Croatia third. I'm going to have Belgium second. And I have Canada on top of the group. Canada, they play... So great. These guys are a joy to play. I've been a fan of them, except when they played the U.S. Then I hated them. Screw the refs. They should have been VAR, but that's another story. And I think my key game is Croatia versus Canada. I don't know why I said it in that accent, but Canada. I agree. I think that game is going to depend on both Croatia and Canada being able to qualify. Yes, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come down to Luka Modric and whoever Canada has. Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies, I forgot about that man. Man, poor Alfonso. Group G, it's Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. The Holy Grail for Brazil. Yeah, Brazil got Brazil probably went to church and prayed on baby Jesus for that for that group. Shout out to our boy, Baby Jesus. <laughs> Gotta shout out, Baby Jesus, bro. Also, I want to make one statement before we continue. Hasbula. <laughs> if you ever want to do another sit-down interview, we are always available. Please. We know how to treat our guests right. Come on, Hasbula. Let's make it happen. That is my plead for Hasbula to come on the show. <laughs> it's a tough business I, to be uh... in. Okay, back to the World Cup. I think I will actually keep this group in this order. Cameroon in fourth, Switzerland third, Serbia second, and Brazil first. Yeah, so actually, so would I. And I think the must-see game is going to be Serbia-Switzerland. That's not bad. I think Brazil-Serbia... It's going to be a good game. And now, the final group and the group that we might actually uh, be covering. If all goes well, maybe we will be watching 
right, so this group is Portugal, Ghana. Damn, Ghana made it to a World Cup, and Chile and Colombia did it. Didn't. Damn. Congratulations, Chile. You're the laughing stock of the world. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Very important to say which Korea. Yeah. Yeah. So, you have the rivalry between Ghana and Uruguay. After what Luis Suarez did to them, they're going to want revenge. So, What did Luis Suarez do to them? So, Ghana was for a goal. They kicked the ball. That ball was going to go in. But Luis Suarez did a handball. So they had to do a penalty, and that penalty hit the crossbar. No! And they got out of out of the World Cup. No, Ghanitas! No, my brothers! No! Oh, that is so sad. Honestly, a 500, I, 500 IQ move. Indeed. But, well, and then he went off and bit some Italians. So, not a not a proud moment for Suarez. See, I think Ghana in fourth. If South Korea can play exactly how they played in the in the last World Cup, I'll have them at second, Uruguay in third, and Portugal first. That's exactly how I have it. And for multiple reasons, I have my must-see match being Portugal-Uruguay. <laughs> I think that atmosphere, that stadium is going to be loud. It's going to be electric. It could be Suarez's last chance to face off against Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yes, I just called him Ronaldo. This is a comedy podcast now as well, so deal with it. And if you don't like our jokes... Then leave. All right. So, yeah. Who is your must-see match? My must-see match. I think it's between Portugal, Uruguay, and Portugal, South Korea. And another thing that makes the Portugal... Portugal wants revenge for what happened against Uruguay in 2018. If you recall, the two stunning goals by Cavani... That sealed a two-to-one victory for Uruguay when the two sides met in the second round of Russia. Plus, teammates are facing off here, Cavani and Ronaldo. Who I think at the moment are kind of in in others in their relationship. Indeed. It's going to be it's going to be a really good game. And it could be Suarez's last World Cup, Ronaldo's last World Cup. It's going to be really good. Indeed. So that is the World Cup groups. We will do our semi-final, our, our, our rounds of 16s on another episode because we have a lot more to get into. All right. So... The Kansas upset. 
in March Madness. This game personally hurts the hell out of me. Yesterday before the game, I made a text. And I bet that UNC was going to win. I am now currently sitting depressed, (laughs) very lonely, and very sad that, that UNC didn't win. But congratulations, Kansas. I'm going to be honest, I did not watch the game. I was watching other stuff. Completely forgot about the national championship game. So, I can't re- we I can't really talk about it. But we can talk about March Madness. How crazy has March Madness been? March Madness has been well, quite frankly, madness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not believe a single person has their bracket correct. Exactly. Who would have thought Saint said Petersburg would be like would have made it as far as they did? Bro, it's Saint Petersburg. <laughs> their name is the Peacocks. <laughs> like, damn, bro. Their best game, their best guy is named, I think, Joe. He just lost to a Joe, go. <laughs> It was, but this tournament was so much fun. It was nice. It was, it was madness. And I'm not gonna lie. For the memes, I would have loved for Multiverse of Madness to be, um, to have come out in March. Multiverse of Madness, Boy, March yeah. Madness. It's a missed opportunity, in my opinion. All right, what is next? So sorry, so sorry to any college basketball fan. We we really didn't watch it. I'm so sorry. Don't kill us. That is. All right, we're done with the show. Yeah. Perfect. WrestleMania time, which is. I've been waiting for this. I will do a full review in an in a in an upcoming episode on my show. I will definitely dive into it as well as a Monday Night Raw review. You guys can look forward to that. I just want to say a couple of things. Was this weekend not the freaking greatest weekend of wrestling ever? We had think about it. We had SmackDown. We had the Hall of Fame. We had AEW. We had Ring of Honor pay per view. We had an XT's takeover on Saturday. We had WrestleMania Saturday. Cody freaking Rhodes showed up. Like, it was so cool. We got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. The match was. It was decent except the finish, but what can I say? All right. I'm going to. I've been waiting for. I've been contemplating all week ever since WrestleMania happened, if I was going to say this. And damn it, I'm going to say it. It is damn time for anyone in the WWE universe who has not acknowledged Roman Reigns to do so. The man is not only universal champion, he is now WWE champion as well. He has both championships, man. Both championships. 
He and... is the unified WWE Universal Champion. God damn. What do you think about Roman Reigns? Unbelievable. The man truly is on God mode. WrestleMania was so fun. It was. I loved it. I loved what we saw. It was a beautiful weekend. And I am so happy we got through this episode. Oh my God. 56 minutes long. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank. Truly, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank everyone here at Anchor. I want to thank everyone who's listened to Clutch Sports, to House of Wrestling. Big things are yet to come, and I especially want to thank Armando. He's been there with me since day one, literally. Literally since day one, and this man has put up with my craziness. And, uh, brother, I just want to thank you, and I promise you, I ain't gonna let you down with Pegasus Media. I know this. I know this thing's gonna be big, and I know it's gonna blow up. And uh, the best is yet to come. Hopefully, we see each other in Qatar. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, hopefully, man, hopefully, and then hopefully, uh, if if there is a Portugal Argentina finals, hopefully we're there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Encore. Thank you, Clutch Sports Nation. Everyone, peace out, and we will see you on in in a new platform to a new beginning. Indeed, to a new beginning. Peace out. Peace.